Hey, I'm Brother Matt. And I am Damian Torres Patello, and welcome to Along the Way. We are in the first Sunday of Advent, and we are excited to start this this journey along the way with you. Um, Damien, what do you think of when you think of Advent? Oh my gosh. I think I think of lots of things when I think of Advent, but I'm gonna I'll share with three things about what I think of Advent. One, I think of Advent as being really close to Christmas. <laughs> That's really exciting. Um, I also think of Advent as um, a time of waiting, a time of, of um, darkness to lightness. Um, and then I also think of Advent as kind of like a wintry Lent. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so helpful to, to use that language. Wintry Lent. It's 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 uh, Advent is a time that I think is a is one of my most favorite times of year because it's a resetting. At least uh, this is what I think. I could be completely wrong. Sorry, all you theologians out there, but uh, <laughs> I feel like it's a resetting of prayer. So my prayer in real life right now has not been so exciting or or, or great. You know, I've, I've showed up, but I haven't really like it hasn't given me much excitement or life as I would have hoped. Um, but that's just where I am at the moment in my life. So I can restart. I can reset. Um, and Advent gives me that time to do that in this time of waiting and, and anticipation. Totally. It's like the uh, spiritual roll in the clocks back. Yes. <laughs> yes. It feels a little awkward at first. You wake up too late, but but uh, you're getting your getting your stuff in order. And actually, yeah. we, hear, we hear that in the gospel this week about getting the house in order. And I think- Getting your order. That's kind of what Advent is. It's you can't rush it. You know, you know what's coming. We're all excited for what's coming, and we know the ending. <laughs> Christmas trees have been in Target since like August. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely. And I think there's there's a great uh, beauty in, in an intentional time. This liturgical season, right? We know it's four weeks. Mm-hmm. It's not shorter or longer. We know it's four weeks, and we know what we're leading to. And so there's kind of this great invitation for like, what do we want to do, right? So we decorate our house to get ready. We, you know, maybe put up a Christmas tree eventually, if you're one of those people who puts it up in Advent. Um, and, and I think there's something sensory about that. You smell Christmas tree, you know, it's coming, it's darker, earlier, lighting candles for the Advent wreath. There's this sensory getting the house ready. And I also think Advent can be a great time to get, get our insides ready, get our, get our, get our spirit right. Yes, absolutely. And it's so, you're so right, especially with the smells and the advent wreath. And even if you're a family that like my family, when I grew up, we had those calendars that you could like punch the hole. Oh yeah. And then there was like gross chocolate in there. It's always great. (laughs) That was somehow tasted like advent and it tasted so good. And it made me excited because I knew that at the end of advent, like each day there was almost like a bigger piece of chocolate, yeah. a better piece of chocolate. Um, and so then I knew that that was coming. So even the taste, the the, the physical kind of uh, embodiment of what Advent is, is expressed all over the place. It's so lovely. That's right. That's right. So we're talking about prayer and, and we're going to be praying together along the way here. Um, what are some uh, tips or how have you dealt with your own nervousness around prayer or racing mind or settling in? What, what sort of something practical that can help us start off? Yeah, I think, you know, for me, the first thing that I think about is lowering my expectations. Um, I have a lovely image when I say I would like to be a man of prayer. I always think of my dad, such a beautiful image because my dad reads the Bible every night and he is such a prayerful man and he prays all the time. Um, such a good model of prayer. And yet that puts a lot of pressure on me to be like that because my dad has his own journey 
that has brought him to that place. And I just want to be at that place right now. Um, and there's also probably some negative images about what prayer might look like. So really it is just for me, I need to let go um, of all of those pressures about prayer that I don't need to have a whole hour or even 10 minutes. Um, I may not even have silence with me all the time. I think of my cousin, Laura, we're very close and she has three kids with her husband. And I just can't imagine having children running around and you want silence, probably just in general, <laughs> but often you want silence to have some time for prayer, but you just can't grab it all the time. I know I can't, and I don't even have children. I'm not even married. So, um, I have to steal some silence away. And sometimes that is only two minutes. Um, and so being able to say, that's all I have, and that's beautiful, and God granted me that ability to have two minutes or one minute. Um, so just letting go of that pressure, um, I think, is the first and foremost thing to do um, so that you don't go into prayer feeling guilty or feeling um, of having sense of disappointment, because then the prayer is just about that and not about what your heart is saying. That's right. And I, an image that uh, an older Jesuit told me when I was a young Jesuit, very nervous about quiet and silence mm. was if you're going to pray, pray kind of like when you're going out with a friend, you're really present to that friend. Or if you can only talk on the phone, like sometimes you and I in between classes, will text each other or call each other and you just have a minute or two. Yes. And I think that's really helpful because the expectation is clear. Like, Hey, Damien, I only have um, two minutes. I'm grabbing lunch real quick. Can we talk? There's something on my mind. I'm excited about something or I'm nervous about something or I'm thankful or I'm annoyed or angry. That's all real. And that has really helped my prayer is to put it in that context of like, I wouldn't be looking at my phone if if I was with someone I love. Um, or if you're a parent, you know, if you're spending intentional time with one child, you pay attention to that one child. You don't, you know, I, I know our lives are crazy these days, but but the way of focus and that has really helped my prayer is make it very tangible. How how would you talk to a friend? Hmm. And as an extrovert, I talk to my friends a lot. <laughs> and, and how do I bring that to God? How do I bring that same focus to God? Um, Damien, is there a, do you want to do a little overview of this weekend's readings? Yeah, and I think it's so wonderful that you just said being having intent, being intentional with your time with God, because in our gospel on Sunday, Jesus um, opens us up by saying, be watchful, be alert, which I think is kind of a call to being intentional to how you are waiting for God, uh, for Christ to come. Um, he gives us a parable about a person who owns a house and is going to leave. And before he leaves, he gives jobs to his servants. He tells the gatekeeper to be watchful um, because you don't know when, when the owner of the house is going to return. And you don't want the owner of the house to catch anybody being asleep. Again, intentionality. Like, how are you, how are you going to remain awake and mindful of, of everything that has to be done before the, the house owner comes back? And then at the end of that parable, Jesus then says very emphatically, what I say to you, I say to all, watch. Mm. Yeah, the gospel yeah. is filled yeah. with intentionality. Filled with intentionality and very focused for this season. It's a great first Sunday of Advent readings, all three of the readings and the, and the psalm. I'm really struck by these verbs in each of the readings. Wait, watch, and turn. I'm really moved by the posture there. Because it's not saying control and create and make. It's wait and watch and turn. And there's a slowing down that come with those words because 
you're, you're moving your body in such a way, you're turning, um, you're turning your mind, you're watching. And we don't have control over that. Because like you said, we, we don't know when God's coming to meet us. But we are invited to control what we can control, which is our own body language and where we are. And I'm really struck by that, that this is a time of turning, turning back, as we said before, getting our, getting our habits different or trying on something new and waiting. And it's not like a waiting, scrolling on your phone. It's pretty intentional, this waiting. Um, and it, as you said, it's very emphatic, these verbs, wait and watch and turn. Hmm. So take a moment, wherever you're at, if you are able to center yourselves. And what do I mean by that? I mean by closing your eyes, taking a deep breath in, and then just letting it out. Taking a moment to recognize that you are in a new moment of your day, and that what brought you here is behind you, and that where you're going to go is right in front of you. And acknowledge that that's where you're at. What are you thankful for in this moment? And in light of your gratitudes, what are you wanting to turn to and look towards? Now take a moment and speak frankly to God as you would to a good friend. Take a deep breath in and let it out and welcome back. Thanks, Damien. That was so nice. Thanks for joining us this week. Um, let us know what you thought of this. We're going to be doing this uh, twice a week for Advent. So send us a message or make a comment um, below. Thanks for joining us along the way. Bye. <laughs>